hello there. Come in, come in. You must be here for the bull session. The big man at the paperback cabaret has a soft spot for would-be philosophers and books. Once a week, he lets us use a back corner for a little chat in between rehearsals and performances, of course. Man's gotta make his money, you know. Head on back, doll. The gals are waiting for you. Welcome back to another episode of the Paperback Cabaret. My name is Tracy. I'm Tori. I'm Lisa. And today we're actually, uh, we're taking a bit of a purge pause. Mary cannot be with us today because she's a hardworking lady. And we're totally understanding of her needing some time for herself and to like recollect after just working her little buns off. So we miss her. But I really didn't want to like push forward with mediocre right now, especially since no. like the topic we're working on in the next chapter is on women and i'm like we need mary yeah we can't yeah, we can't sure. skip over no that's a group one for sure absolutely so i was like let's let's purge we'll let's have a purge a yeah up anyway yeah yeah so i do actually want to do music this time i don't think lisa and i did music when we did our purge before yeah does anyone want to start with like music options okay i have been uh... I just said I was on a John Mayer kick, but John Mayer is, I think he's really a good background music for me. Um, so it's never like, man, I like really liked that one song. And it's trying to really think, like, narrow it down to what I've really listening to from him. Yeah. And it's kind of like a few, but it's like, I don't know, this week I've been just so, I've been jumping around quite a bit. I was in country a little bit because I kind of went back to that for a bit. And then... I have no idea. I guess what my song of the week? I don't have one. That's no. what I have to say. I've been just cycling through a lot of my old things, a lot of John Mayer. I've been kind of... What's There's one that plays, Dreaming with a Broken Heart. When you're dreaming with a broken heart The giving up is the heart Okay, John Mayer plays all the time at DeBrand. So I literally hear it all <laughs> the time. And so I feel like every time, but I remember I left work, I've been like thinking I can never find it because I don't know what it was called. I just hear it. Mm -hmm. And then I finally found it on my Spotify. So I've been listening to that on repeat a lot. So I'll put that one. Dreaming with a Broken Heart. John love Mayer. it. I love it. I love it. That's fun. Lisa? Well, um, the first song is an old one, but I, I was driving across town with two of my kids the other day and they like speak their own internet meme culture language and I usually have no idea what they're talking about but all of a sudden yep. Evan who was sitting in the front seat says, said Weedus and I said Weedus and we looked at each other and we both broke into Teenage Dirtbag Nice. magical moment and so i've kind of been listening to that quite a bit oh um, that's fun yeah a little nostalgia yeah i was gonna say the one thing you do have on your side is tiktok now brings most of this stuff back around where you're like oh yeah, we're like i feel like there's a lot of my brothers will bring up songs my mom's like obviously i know that song it was from the night <laughs> about. Yeah. Really like, yeah like i know every on, word like, you know, every like, word it's so funny it's like sometimes they'll like redo people who redo songs my mom will be like yeah, that was originally from this person. Am I like, okay, girl, like, forgot you, you know, were there. Like, okay. It's so funny. My kids, like, are singing things that it's, I mean, I think they know that they're older, but it's, you know, walking around singing Eminem all of a sudden. Right. And just like, what? 
what happened yeah um and then also my discover weekly was like really great and i'll probably share more from that next week but uh one that i'll just mention is called spit it out by soft cult two songs this week uh i know i know uh they're kind of different from each other like which is fine uh but the first one is called kick down the door and it's by an artist named Veda let me and it's partially in english and partially in french but like the vibe on it is just like, as Aiden would say, it slaps. You know, right, like nice. he comes in, he's like, Mom, the song. I'm like, right, right. I kind of love that, like, slaps, this slaps. That's like my favorite. <laughs> this song slaps. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it does slap. It does. And I was like, no, I think, I think you're right. Like, one of the lines is, oubliez la porte. So forget the door. Say, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, forget the door. Kick the door down. Get it, girl. <laughs> I want to be that girl today. So that one's been playing a lot. I'll probably put it on so you can listen to it. But, um, Hess. I was going to say hell yes, but it turned into Hess. You know what? I was Shorten drinking last night, if you can't tell. My brain is still not working, truly. Catching up. Broken. Aww. Broken, broken thing. You know what? Those are the things you're supposed to be doing right now in your life, though. I'm like. Spending a little time going out drinking. Having fun with my friends. it a little in the morning. Myself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then my second song, I think I actually have to, I think it's called Adult Movies. I took a picture of it. Because again, like my Spotify Discover Weekly was just stupid this week with like really good music with yeah, artists I hadn't too. heard before. I was like, all right, yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's Adult Movies. It's always the quiet one. Knock you out with the kind of love I hate to admit that I feel my litany. And it is just so sweet. That's a narwhal cup. I thought it was a whale. I'm so sorry. Keep going. It's okay. I don't know why I just said I that. Love, I love need to narwhals. Like that. Okay. I have a thing for narwhals. Um, but it's just, it's really sweet because it's like, it, it's like she's saying, it's the quiet ones you have to look out for who hit you with the kind of love that I hate to admit. And it makes me think of Andrew. Mm. Like, I was not expecting to fall in love with this sweet, quiet person who came into my life almost 12 years ago now. Like, and I can't, like, I kind of want to, I feel like a little extra dreamy right now because our anniversary is in just a couple days. And this is the time of year that we met, that we fell in love. And so like just little love songs that make Aww. me think of him. Just I'm like, I love him so much. Like oh. I just, I know so often we like kind of like dig on men. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. They deserve it. That was going to be part of my purge today too, is that a little purge on myself because I do constantly dig on men too. But I do feel it's- like sometimes I'm like, you get a certain word from a guy and you're like, that was actually really, really kind. And I yeah. really needed that. Like, it was kindness when I really needed it. And I really appreciate Like, women do that, too, all the time. All the time. But all like, the time. I do feel like there is something, too, that, like, 
oh, I found one that's like just a little bit nice. Right. I like this one. This one's a nice yeah. one. Or like even just friends. Like I feel like I always think that with my like my little platonic friends too half the time where I'm just like, oh, you were like, this is gentleness that I needed from a man because otherwise I was going to hate all of you for the rest of my life. Right. Like you're lucky you're nice and I think you're okay. Even yeah. though you say the stupidest thing sometimes, you're lucky you can clear it up with the nice words sometimes. Yeah. With your genuine human thoughts i love that yeah yeah like there's hope yeah there's hope well like, there is something so pure to the way like i don't know it's just like yeah. friendship and just that like love and connection between i feel like with like the oh. more we can have men having friends with women without sex involved is the like, better our world might be yes <laughs> no i think like i was telling like someone too where it's like it's actually such a good sign if you have male if male friends at all like mm-hmm. i have you girlfriends at all i was like i think that's cool very healthy if you mike and i were friends, friends before yeah. I'm pretty sure before you and I were friends. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you and I had met years uh-huh. earlier, but we didn't, we never really got to know each other. And then Aww. you and Mike were like besties and I found him and was like, oh, I want to make this that guy mine. <laughs> He's so and you smart did. and kind. Oh my gosh. It was, I yes, by acting totally not like my normal crazy self. I was like, I'm going to give him space. I'm going to give him time. Mm-hmm. yeah took six months yeah that was kind of like with Andrew and I when we first met like I have always had a tendency to be like monogamous quick relationships we're living with each other like before I know it I feel like and yeah. it's not ever like necessarily intentional it's almost like accidental in the way that it happens but with everything with Andrew it was so intentional because we were both like I don't necessarily feel like having a relationship right now mm-hmm. for Andrew. It just wasn't like, really, it wasn't a good time for him to be having a relationship. So everything just kind of felt like really cautious. But at the same time, it was like, oh my God, I'm so in love with you. And I was like, I'm not going to be the first one to say it this time. And I know that's so dumb, Yeah. but I felt like in every relationship I'd ever had, I was always the first person to say, I love you. And I was like, I'm just not, I'm just not doing it this time. Yeah. And like I still remember, I still remember the first time he said it. Like me too. Yeah, like sitting it was outside. after a Scavosa show. A what? It was after a Scavosa show. They is that were playing an like Scavosas. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know who that here. is. They were a local no. band, like just ska mm. kind of punk. It was they were awesome, and yeah. they did like a reunion show at Columbia Street. We went afterwards. He told me he loved me that night. Aww. It was December 1st of some year. That's so sweet. I definitely <laughs> don't remember the date. I just remember him being like, I say it in my head to you all the time. I'm just finally going to say it. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I was like, I love you too, Aww. you silly boy. I've been waiting. Aww. What took you so long? <laughs> Aww, that's so sweet. I do feel like... um I don't know. I've been trying to like explore my like thoughts about relationships once again, which I mean, I always am, but like, I don't think Alex is ever going to listen to this podcast. I truly don't think he'll, I think I'll be okay. But, so I'm, like, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It has been just like interesting kind of the last few weeks of just like, wow, is this, is a relationship? But I like, do I really like this? Do I? And then it's like, but the something, I think what I've 
realized about myself that I don't like about it is like the vulnerability to that, that Mm. I don't, I hate that. And I realized that's what it is. It's like that. I have to now tell you, like, I need you to text me back. I need you to like be communication. I need you to give me attention. Like I'm very, very needy, but like, I need you to be in this present with me. Like, and that's like such a vulnerable place to be. It's in such a weird, but I do feel like it's been interesting. I also like, I don't know, I guess I've, God bless years of therapy. As you say, I don't know what's changed, but like, I do feel like it's been nice feeling like I'm better though at being like able to open up or be like, you know what? You're right. This was bothered. This is what it, this is a little more like, this is this. Yeah. And I'm, I love that. I don't know, but it is really sweet to hear you both kind of speak about like your husbands. Like this like purge has turned into a real love fest, but <laughs> you know what? That's okay. I'm like kind of here for it. This is like such a sweet, I do feel like I've been just kind of exploring those different areas of thought. And I'm also like, I don't know. Relationships are hard. Yeah. And like what really happens inside relationships, I feel like we just don't always get like very good pictures of what can happen in, in a relationship, like in social media and in, in media in general. Like I feel like, especially giving men the opportunity to be tender, yeah. like, I feel like that just doesn't happen nearly as often as it should. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though it's okay to be like, love purge, you know? Yeah. In a good way. Purging doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. Yeah. Got to get it out of my system somehow. I know. We And we do have plenty to talk about. That's, <laughs> that's heavier than this. That's terrible. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's. It's our 10-year wedding anniversary on Tuesday. And I'm like, how did 10 years go by? Like, how did that happen so fast? Where did it go? What the hell? And now it's 10 years later, and we have a house and a kid and two dogs and all the things. like Two kids. Two kids. That's that's enough for me. It's enough for me. So, two yeah. dogs. Yeah. And dogs. Somebody dogs. once said to me, you should dogs. never be outnumbered by your children. <laughs> I have to say, like, like we're that. a blended household with three kids, and it does, it gets a little trickier once they outnumber you. Yeah, I oh, got yeah. We take over the house. No, I'm just kidding. My <laughs> no, they're like, I, we are, I do feel like at this point, we are like a little bit like, so how do we plot and scheme to get rid of these two? And then we get the inheritance early. And then we're like, mom's got more life insurance. We take out mom first. I'm just kidding, though. So if if anything happens to her tragically, you had nothing to do. We were not related. We were, let me tell you where I am on the date. I'm going to edit it in just whatever date is like the alibi that I need. That's what we're going to We got you. We got you. Yeah. Totally your alibi whenever you need it. Not if I kill my mom, please. Turn me in. At that point, turn me in. It's, I've gone too far. <laughs> Straight too far from God. Mm. God's like. <laughs> I had okay. another like talk with my sister. This is a funny little purge for me about religion. And I am just always such like a little cynical bitch, but it's like I she just is also just so funny. I could not believe she was like so appalled again when she was like, You really would say you don't believe in God? And I was like, Yep. No. No, I don't. And then she was like, blah, blah, blah. They're just kind of going back and forth about, like, <laughs> kind of different things. And she's like, my sister's like, you don't believe in, like, salvation? Like, going to heaven? Blah, blah. And my mom was like, look, I mean, either way, like, I mean, like, if you're right, I guess she's already saved. Like, it's going to be fine. Whatever. We're all going to be in heaven together. And if she's right, then whatever. It doesn't really matter. I was like, 
Or as if I'm right, I said, you're right. I actually don't want to be in heaven with the rest of you guys, actually. Because <laughs> I actually know a lot of assholes who are going to be there. My abuser is one of them. <laughs> like the person who assaulted oh me as one of them. Yeah. Like, I'd rather not be there with him. That doesn't really sound like a good time. You guys can have it. Save your shit, Cammy. That's your heaven. You can stay there with all those fucking assholes and whoever else asked for forgiveness in the last second. I'll, I'll be <laughs> throwing it back with little Nas down there. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's such a good point. Like, Delusional. if that's all it takes. And like, girl, no, I don't want to be there. I'm like, mm. he just, I need an apology first because I was, I was wrong, actually. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe and there's an like, atheist afterlife. I know. Well, I'm like, I'll just, let me sleep. On top of that, I'm like, it sounds like a nightmare to be anywhere forever and ever. Right. And ever and ever. And ever and ever. Like, that's not even a good time. That doesn't even sound like a good time to me. <laughs> well, then we were like, kind of, she's like, well, that just sounds like some kind of a coping, mism, cope, coping mechanism, kind of. Mm-hmm. Every one of my words has slurred together. <laughs> a tough morning guys <laughs> but she's just like uh, and i was like one. no it seems so much i was like it seems so much like a coping mechanism to need to say that you're gonna go to heaven with this big guy like that's the coping mechanism are you kidding me no are you kidding I, me at least i've come to grips with the fact that none of this pro- shit is probably for anything except it's for just, like pacifying the masses and literally just people being shitty just yeah. people being shitty so Five people can make all the money. It's not, yeah. there's really not some big plan at the end of it. I promise mm-hmm. you guys. Promise so this kind of ties into like one thing I wanted to talk about today, which Ooh, is yay. Um, spirituality in general. Mm. So I, like I was wait, raised Lutheran. Um, Me ELTA, too. Liberal Lutherans. Same. I yeah. mean, we went, we went Wisconsin, Missouri, and then that one. So we gotcha. did all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, my, so my, journey has looked you know a certain way I went through confirmation classes and I you know I went to church every week and of course um and then as an adult it just needed something a little more progressive and open and affirming so I, I went to the United Church of Christ and then still like I think I've always always deeply felt more agnostic than buying into any yes. one certain yes yeah so and then uh, things happened and I just really kind of lost all roots and spirituality really I just I met my husband <laughs> who, is, who is um a decidedly atheist yeah, he is. <laughs> and when I met him, I was like, you're not taking away my, like, I believe in something and some kind of higher power or whatever. And that's not, you're never. So we just really didn't talk about it. I can see his face to that reaction. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to really come face. at you. I really vehemently just deny Christ, guys. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to vehemently deny Christ for any Christ believers out there. Oh, uh, that's listening. That's sweet of you. But We well, don't mind, though. Well, and I also really don't give a fuck. But <laughs> I am sorry if that's really going to hurt how you feel. Yeah. I also think I'm this person. It should not affect you that much. Yeah. Believe in God. I don't give a fuck. But you're saying, I'm sorry. So, I and I think, I, I don't know if I've shared this in a different episode, but like, so then a couple of things happened. I might have shared it in the last purge. I don't know. A I don't remember this. Happened at like the same time that really just kind of rocked my world. And that was one, I read The Mists of Avalon, 
which is <gasps> such a good such book. Such a good book. So such good. a good book. But really made me like that was the thing that really made me start thinking about like all the religions that came before Christianity and right? you know, mm. so many other belief systems that predated mm-hmm. um predated that and you know, was Christianity just another example of like ethnocentrism basically or my way is mm-hmm. the right way so that was one thing but then also like that very same week uh we started watching was it cosmos the one of the carl sagan or the neil degrasse tyson i think it was neil degrasse tyson i think it was the neil degrasse tyson one and so there's like the at the end of one of the episodes they talk about the cosmic calendar yeah and how like if if all of existence was like a year long where do humans show up on that it's cosmic? So and it's small. like the it's like it's so the last small. it's like the last hour of the last day yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, and of time it was, yes and it just really blew my mind in a way that I hadn't really thought of things before so yeah at that point <laughs> no. in time like yeah everything just tilted and I was like well done with all that (laughs) well that's what I'm saying once you get it's so vast and it's so big and it's so there's just so much more to it than we like you know what I mean that I think even Christianity will ever give it credit you know Mm -hmm. what I mean give the universe credit for like I don't even know how to explain that but it's like expansive it is yes but it's like I'm truly like I could not I can't I couldn't grasp it as I like I've been still it's like impossible to grasp like we are these tiny little infinite like but there's something so like you're describing this to me and they used to be terrifying and I feel like now it's so much more beautiful without this idea of God and having to fit in how God worked and all of that you know what I mean like yeah that was the part that didn't make sense to me either where it was like now I have to fit God into creating all these other planets and then all the planets he didn't make anyone else and then if he did what about them what are they doing well and then are I always got hung like, up on like well who created God where did God show up from well, that's what it's like, and then where is he? he out there yeah. nothing where's he out where's he I where's, mean, what's happening? but it's yeah. like well then you describe it now though and I think I it gets so vast and it's so big and I think it almost takes you out of all that and I think that's where I've found so much more like I guess maybe that is my comfort or whatever something just a way to coping mechanism for this terrible terrible life I don't know but it's like I don't know not even I don't know there's just us out here Mm -hmm. and there's something so beautiful about that where it's like we're just we're just here we're just doing our best magical we're just living yeah there's something Mm -hmm. so like magical and kind of like religious about that like where it's like we're collectively here as humans and mm-hmm. we all have our little brains and we fit on this little world and this planet that vibrates and hums on its own you know what I mean yeah and we all fit into it and I love that like there's something like so and I think there's like p- power in people and like community definitely and so I think there has to like there's some like collective forces within us I don't know how to explain it I don't know I guess no, I don't really know what no. I would believe either but like but I I think I agree with you because like and I mean oddly enough Lisa Mists of Avalon is a big one in my mind changing about things like I read it when I was probably still in high school I think and I mean I didn't like officially leave religion until I was like my early 20s I think it was hard for me to step away with it. Like I was the same as you, like always at church. My family was always doing something that involved 
church. Oh, Sundays, Wednesdays. Yes. Sunday night. Sunday evening. Sunday night. Potlucks. Like, yes, if every... it was a teen thing, we were at the teen. Lock-ins. Events. Yes, yeah. I went to the nursery. Like, yes. same. Like, yeah, like, everything was about the church. On we, the bus like, route, on doing everything. Yes. Yeah. But, like, I feel as though that community of being together, of taking care of each other, I think that is the part that is far more valuable yes. and effectual. Yes. If that's if that's a good word for it. Cause like I think like so like we have our little community. Well right? it's exactly that when we talk about like the third spaces that we're lacking. You know what I mean? Like you talk yeah. about that a lot. Yep. Like yeah. Lisa, with like that community places for people to meet. And that's what church is for so yeah. many people. Yeah. It's where you can go if you're disenfranchised a little bit. Yep. And you'll have these people that'll help you. But it's like another little abusive relationship that you can get into with God then who's also like judging you. Judging though. you. Like can't. Judging you. You can't catch a break there either yeah. though because you're doing something wrong probably. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that for everyone. And I'm sure. No. And you know what I mean? People do. I found peace, I feel like, with it when I was a kid. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember. I do remember very, like, suddenly hating it and being like, this is not working. I don't feel this anymore. I and couldn't it was get like, answers. Yes. Like, that well, was... it felt like I was constantly getting hit in the face about something. And it was like, God will provide. And he's, we're so blessed. And it would be like, are we? Are we? When I was like 18 is when I was assaulted. And so it's like, oh, for me, it was like, oh, fuck all this shit. Like, I was so dedicated to the cause. And that's like my thing where it's like, we can't, what is my, what was my karma there? What was I coming? What were you getting me back for? God, what was I, what was my lesson? What am I going to turn and like, and then it's like, even still talking to like my family where it's like, maybe there's some kind of like resolution or like, I always like to think there's, my mom had kind of just explained it. I know she didn't mean it in this way to me basically but it's like I think a lot of times those situations like happen because it's like some kind of lesson you're learning from another life and stuff and I was like I don't want to learn the fucking lesson I don't want to learn the fucking lesson save it fucking save it save it I didn't learn it I'll 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 call it quits right now are you kidding me I didn't learn it buddy Fuck you, Ter- fuck you guys. Fuck I'm you all. Really like, I didn't learn it. Why? If that's what the me- like, I'm not God. You can keep it. I'm not gonna. That's not how I learned anything. Yeah. You could save that Job shit for someone else. I mean, that's yes. fucking bullshit. Job, walk away. Job, you have an abusive relationship. I was like, God. Job. And like Moses, I got <laughs> no, Moses. Who who almost killed his kid? And then he saved him. I mean, there are a few of those, Moses. I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right? But that's Don't murder thing, your own though. kid, really. But it's like, oh, true, really, right. it's like that exactly where it's like, they want, it's like a lack of trusting yourself, a lack of trusting those around you. Yes. You need to trust God and God only. And mm-hmm. God comes through this guy up there who's going to tell you what he says or in the book that you're going to have to interpret or you take as they interpret. Yeah. And I, that don't make sense. That doesn't, I can't do that. I can't, yeah. I next. couldn't, I also was like, I also got hung up on the idea, like, the Bible is the word of God. And I was like, it's written by men, you know, like I couldn't get past yes. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men are not infallible, even mm-hmm. if right. God is or whatever. So I, yeah. Well, yeah. I also like Add why, translations why would we choose yeah. of all things, literature that mm-hmm. can be misinterpreted and misinterpreted mm-hmm. again as your way of communicating over and over again to us. Yeah. 
That's why I don't, that doesn't make sense I to mean, me either. I mean, think about like one of the most popular versions of the Bible for ages was the King James Version. The King James Version. Think about that. It's written still very written popular almost in as certain propaganda. circles. It's still the Bible of choice in many circles. Exactly. Church, yeah. But then think about like, really, come on. This is like the President Obama Bible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, yeah. this is not... This is not the word of God. I think, we, I think we have some of those President Trump Bibles, though. Shut up. I think, no, I don't think they're actually like his version, but I think it just that you would get like so the, wild. I'm pretty sure someone's taken all of his tweets. I'm so serious, but I think you. Oh God, put his tweets together. Honestly, oh my gosh. I think it would be funny. It, it would, would be, be funny. hilarious. I will say they were there was some funny stuff. If but... he wasn't a president, I would have. <laughs> I would have been really, really laughing. Really <laughs> laughing hard. Uh, was the sitting president, and that made it less funny. Way less all the funny. Time. I so, think I have like because I just I just like with the the whole like I love that you've brought up spirituality because I do I think know, it's so something good. that we talk about kind of frequently and like. I like you had said, like, I apologize to people who like have this faith, like this, this is nothing. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I think it, it needs to be talked about more. I feel as though religion is so often, I mean, I think we have a lot of evidence of how damaging it is. Yeah. And to have like open conversations about what opened your mind after a lifetime of more or less brainwashing. Yeah. To be able to step away from that because it's hard. It's really hard. Okay, I may have made that up, guys. Well, I and I think look, I maybe I maybe made it up. I maybe made it up. I think there idea. is like an America Bible you can get though. That's I, like no, I think you're right. Over the top. Yeah, looking <laughs> that up. Okay, it just those two feel very similar. Sorry, you keep going. I'm just like. But so I like from I was I'm so sorry. No, I just no, wanted to say ahead. for me the walk away point was remembering something that my youth director used to say was that God answers prayers in three <coughs> ways. Yes, no, and maybe. maybe or wait or wait for it. And I was like, that's just life. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. just living. I was like, so if you that's like- all there is to it, what the hell? Yeah. And I realized like when I was praying. I was working through myself to make those changes. And like, I know it sounds Which is, like I think, so- one, I mean, I think, and I think that that is like a valid, that religion can be a, a, a tool in that way. Yes, absolutely. Like there are pros to religion. Definitely. Yeah. Are there also overwhelming cons i kind of feel that way yeah i do too mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of talking about you catholic church i mean seriously oh guys gosh. seriously yeah. who is still supporting the Catholic? i'll say over and over and over again who is still supporting the catholic was, church i i mean i don't know if i said this take on. your money and give it to a pedophile that would be you would be Pass better around you the would collection be plate served. for sexual assault like, everyone i'm but that's i'm truly like Girl, go take your money and give it to a drug dealer, please. Just take, just do it. Just give it to your, he needs the money more than the priest does. But my so whole thing true. also with church was always like, even working in politics, where it's like, isn't it your job to fill in those gaps? Then, like, our church, we we had one guy that used to work at the like the mission, mm-hmm. and he would preach there. And I don't even think he brought food. And I think sometimes we would go and serve food and stuff. But it's like, 
we're not doing anything. Like, do yeah. something helpful. Be helpful. Give something to someone. Like, mm-hmm. and we were very, we had a family, like a little boy. Um, that was in my mom's class. She taught like first grade, and she would pick him up, and he would come over to our house all the time. His mm-hmm. birthday was on Christmas, and like his mom didn't have a lot of money. They used to go. We have a bus. We had a bus route that went mm-hmm. through like the inner cities of Fort Wayne and picked up kids, and then we would take my church with us. Problematic. Did you go to Oak Baptist church? I did. I did. <laughs> I know that. I much. did. Years. For years. Let me tell you. For years. Like years. Years. Like, I can see the bus. I can see the bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we used to be, I used to work on the one with my cousins. And then his parents, like, were like, the, his dad was the driver or his stepdad. And then his mom would, like, work on it too. Or no, no, no. I think that was before his stepdad did. But we did used to work on the one, just like a couple of us, like me and my two cousins. And we would just, like, it was fun to just hang out with the kids. It was literally like once you're a teen, it's fun to just be there with like a bunch of little kids where you're they're just yeah. like Yeah. It's, it is it's fun. Like I think it was fun for us because we were not obviously like going in as like with the white savior mentality of like right. we're gonna save this and this little disenfranchised youth. It was just more like <laughs> we're just gonna come take you on a Sunday because your parents are probably hungover or something and don't want you around. Yeah. Like truly it was just any reason, you know what I mean? Or like even just like your parents just literally don't want to hang out with you. They have seven kids and they have not we can't take two-year-olds now they're just with it yeah literally any reason they want their kids to go to church for a couple hours yeah so we would just go but it was like i remember the one family we i think my parents would like i said we would have them over and we would and we bought him we would buy him like uh uh freaking toys and everything with like he would always have christmas with us Mm -hmm. um for like years and years um with like just him though because like he had a ton of siblings but it's like we couldn't help all of them and then it's like mm-hmm. i mean we could have but it's like we couldn't we had five kids you know what i mean that's like, a lot already and then it's like we had to add another one and then we would we would bring one of the other two every once in a while my parents would always send him home with money and like cash and stuff like but it was just like it's like that little those little things where you're like we did a little bit and like i know there's a couple other families maybe doing a little bit mm-hmm. in our chess church we gave like that family like a bunch like all their furniture we ended up like paying for all the furniture for their yeah. house when they got a new house and stuff like and like i did see a lot of blessings happen in that church with like people but it was so much of it like you said it's just people it was just people yeah. being nice to other people it had nothing to do with like I mean, maybe it was God and maybe it was the fact that God pressed upon your heart. Maybe it was the fact that you've just been going to church with these people for years and you yeah. have that extra money and you just want to be a nice person. And you know when I mean? there are like, like people in your community, yes, there's definitely these are like people a desire you see. You're never going to like, yes, you're just mm-hmm. not going to let people. I remember once somebody donated like 200000 to our church for wow. the buses so we could all get so we could get new buses because they saw our little raggedy buses like going around <laughs> Fort Wayne. And it's like funny, it's like something about stuff like that where it's like, and it was so, it was anonymous. We never found out who did it. Like, I don't think, wow. I mean, maybe they found out, but like, I don't know. I never knew who did it, but it's like so nice. So it's like you do see so many like blessings happen through the church. Yes. Yeah. But then it's like, but at the heart we of it. used to get stuck in the weeds then of things like i'm telling you all these really generous things like this is all very kind we were getting stuck in the trenches of things we were getting in trouble for us teens were getting in trouble for like our skirts were going above our knees we were getting in trouble because we were talking to that boy in the parking lot we were in trouble because like that's the thing where it's like at the end of the day and what really would have so like control yes it's like that stuff there you're like you're gonna ruin it because you can't have to control everything people do it was like Mm -hmm. 
we were mad about i'm trying to think of like stuff that we were like really getting in trouble for. these all sound really petty and stupid shit but like but i mean that's just it it's like when you you're start just picking at down people. at yes. like the smallest little things how far can you bring someone under your control yes well then you and think about like being there for yes, oh my gosh i watched years. the waco documentary last night <gasps> is, Ooh, it good? is it good wait <laughs> i know what's the name with the girl with the, uh, with the curly hair under your what's control her name? with the girl was... with the curly hair what's her name uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. The, she's in it. The blonde, the blonde curly hair, right? Uh, I can't remember her name, but yeah, it was sad. It was just sad yeah. all the way around. Yeah, yeah. But, but you said was... like, how how can we like that's you know bringing people under your control? But I no literally. I just want to circle back a bit too. So for me, like, I definitely have existential OCD. I have all the OCDs. <laughs> But yeah. like existential <laughs> like concern is definitely a huge one for me. Like yeah, at a certain point, like I think I clung to even though I questioned everything, I still wanted to be a Christian because I wanted the promise of an afterlife. Because the thought yeah. that this is it and afterwards it's just an eternity of nothing. Darkness. Yeah, uh, is is has always been just too much for me. Like I, I terrifying. feel you. Yes, and so after I hit this spot, you know, Miss of Avalon, Cosmos, is that what it's called? Am I saying it? It right? is. Okay. No, you're right. Uh -huh. Um, it, after I got there, I just I knew addressing spirituality was important to me. Like I needed to get okay with the reality of things but I didn't have the bandwidth ever to do it it was like you know I'm just working full-time and raising three children and trying yeah. to run a house yeah. and like when am I going to figure out what the heck I believe in or don't yeah. believe in or yeah you know so the I existential just, thoughts of life yeah yeah so I I've just avoided it for so long but now I finally feel like I'm kind of because I knew it was I would I would want to do it like I do everything else. Yeah. And obsessively research mm -hmm. all the I feel the like things. that's where my mom is too. That's where my mom <laughs> is right now too. I think with her journey too, we're coming out of Christianity now where she's like and she has the time now where she's like, yeah. oh she's yeah. been doing Reiki lessons and stuff like that. Like oh, just different cool. things. It's just yeah, it's really exciting I, to just see her try different I things. I too have I so I don't know if I told you this, but I've attended a, like a metaphysical group with one Ooh. of my like I've reconnected with one of my oldest best friends and we've been Aww. hanging out a bit and it's been really great. That's so um, nice. She invited wanna... me to attend this Wait, very me. small Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Like no. a very small study group that she goes to and I've gone twice and it was, I mean, some of it is, I don't know. I'm just trying to really keep an open mind because mm -hmm. I don't think... I just want to keep an open mind because who knows? I mean, right. I think religion is trying to answer questions of great mystery. Yes. That nobody yeah. has the answer to yet, mm -hmm. really. So, um, so I'm just kind of in a place of exploration and trying to figure out how to do that or what that looks like. And I think it's going to be study. I think it's going to be meditation, which has always, always been beneficial Terrifying. to me when I do it, but I need to really... Yeah. Make so it practice. Don't leave me alone in my head. <laughs> you know what? But here's right. the great thing is that like you just realize how crazy your head is. I mean, it's yeah. not mm -hmm. that you can stop yourself from thinking. It's just like giving yourself the space 
to just kind of observe from within all the stuff coming in at you and, you know, creating a, no, you're it's just, right. it's a space and nature. Like I need, I love yeah. being yeah. in nature, but so that's just kind of where I'm, where I'm at. And I feel I'm excited to talk more about like, um, spirituality with, um, when we get poppy or yes, that that'll be fun. such an interesting, like look at spirituality and like the aspect yeah. of like, gods and like I feel like it's a really interesting take on mm-hmm. it I, agree. I was also gonna say I think it's interesting you both say you're like don't want to be like nothing forever that sounds like my dream I truly I remember yeah. being at, from my earliest age I remember being in church and they would talk about being in heaven forever and I would be like oh, you didn't want your you mansion guys. you didn't want oh, your mansion you on a, a road of gold I didn't want to think about anything <laughs> forever I had never thought once about thinking about about yeah. anything forever and then I all of a sudden am in church and I feel like I'm going to like die. Like I feel like stressed, like physically wow. stressed, like because I can thinking now like, oh, forever. Oh, forever is a long time. Like, what am I going to do forever? What do I want to do forever? Nothing. Yeah. I don't want to do anything forever. I want to not Oops. be here. Like, I think about that still. I won't. I don't want to exist forever at all. Yeah. Like, make, make, take I do because you know what? There is no shortage of things I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, see, that's just it. Is like I've learned the enough. idea I've learned of enough. I've learned <laughs> everything I learn, I'm like it's darker and darker. Like my my <laughs> idea of eternity as a even as a kid was like a place that was cozy and filled with books. Yeah, you know, yep. like that was that was what I wanted. I didn't want eternity with everybody else. I didn't want a bunch of mansions. But give me like I don't know, like a gothic castle with. Heck rooms yeah. and rooms of I feel like my brain does yeah. not my brain has never worked like that though like I feel like I truly want to do so like I would sit and read for a little while and then I'd be like okay now I want to do something else yeah and now I want to do this and now I want to sew for a while and then it would be like but it's like I would run out of things I don't know I don't want to do anything and then after a while I'll be like because even now I'm like half time I'm like well all the stuff I want to do I'm gonna go to sleep for the next few days like I'm usually just so overwhelmed by all the stuff that I want to do that I don't it's like where do I start yeah yeah I did always think it seemed interesting to be like an observer of just human humanity just watch it for the rest of your life I just want to see what happens let me just Tori, I love that about you well and I even have been like kind of revisiting the bible a little bit because yeah. I think there are, le- I mean, I think there are lessons in all of it. And, oh, absolutely. And also, also to too see- much of that bitch memorized. I cannot, I cannot I can't go back. I used to no. yeah. Bible trivia when I was younger, but like, I don't remember I any of it really. I believe that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was doing Bible trivia the other day on TikTok and I was like, were you killing, killing that shit? I was like, oh my God, I need like deprogrammed. Like, oh God. We help. No, it is like. I agree. I like, I think for a long time, I just took away that, like, I loved my basis that I got from Christianity, which was like my morals, but it's like, I would have gotten those either way. I knew to be an empathetic, kind person because I'm just yeah. naturally very, I just am very aware of my impact. On yeah. Well, like, some I think of that's the morals always that very people, conscious for me. like, take away from religion are not religion good. are just gross. Be misogynist, uh, yes. homophobic as hell. Yeah. 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 And I just don't think we can live in a world like that anymore. No. Like I feel like I feel like they're Well, may, not, I don't know if this is optimistic no. or nihilistic, but I think there has to be a collapse of some of our religions. 
like at some point we can't because there are just too many religions and branches of religions and ways of thinking that kind yes. of have like, evolved because of a religion that are just bad. And like you said, misogynistic and homophobic and sometimes even like anti-environmental. So all of the things that we need to address to be better human beings are in so many ways preached against by major religions. And that's problematic. And well, I how don't. How many of them are just tax havens? Well, in every time it feels like Who they're knows? also almost always seems like it has to be they. And maybe it's fringe groups every time, but like always want to like take over governing parties always want to take Ooh, over yeah. governing parties and the thing is like at that point it's like they everyone has to be mm-hmm. like ah, it's like conformity like we need to all be this or you gotta like yeah it's like you, you can't know. you can't be a politician in the united states without saying god bless america after every single fucking speech and it just kills me because i'm like you guys do realize that religious freedom is one of the cornerstones of what should be our government and yet we insist on one nation under God. That didn't happen until like what sixty years ago. Is until, that right? until it was Is not that, right? that long. Ago. I know. It really wasn't that story. long ago. I think it was like yeah. around Reagan or something, right? Yeah, it was not. It was not long that. ago that we started. It was when they wanted to like. Um, in it God was like we trust when they were trying money. to bolster. It was like World War Two, right? Or not World War Two? Like I after f- that time, I right? feel like it Cold was Cold War. Cold War. Period. I was say Cold War. Yeah. Yes, I am going to look that up because I want to. I think you are right, though. I do feel like I've remembered that. But that's. That's very It's exactly that. And it's like it takes such a nationalistic turn at some time. It does. And I mean, that's seriously one of the very concerning things about a lot of the. I mean, this actually jumps into like kind of what I wanted to purge out about, which is abortion. How our religious groups are pushing so hard back on this being able to happen and if that is the case where is the thought process coming from that like leads to confining people who can have babies to having babies whether they want them or not and it's seriously like well, and so much back of that. off keep it out of our government like that should not yes. even be a consideration no, it should be between me and my has, doctor. Well, the stop. fact that it's been taken so much by like these religious groups then after like it's very clearly in like a capitalist very like government standpoint yep we need more people yep. we need laborers we need people at the bottom so people can be at the top like yep. that's truly what we're wanting we need just more people and so it's like now we just have to have people yep it's i don't know and it's just a scary it's kind of a scary reality we're living in 1955 yes. by the way Wow, 1955. I also think by President Dwight Eisenhower. Oh, that absolutely makes sense. Yep. And I was gonna say it's it's such a funny when I was trying to explain I said to my mom and she was like, and I was like, right? <laughs> but it was like just the idea of like God is like blessing America. God loves America, but what he like hates hates some of Everybody the other countries. Else? What he hates yeah. like what? We're the chosen ones. I'm like, what do you he, he he hates Central America? And why? Like why? What is he? Okay. Okay. Weird. That's weird. He hates Africa. He hates the whole continent. Right. He like let them be colonized because he just like doesn't care. Like, yeah. Okay. He yeah. loves no, America. Right. The implications but, like, are there. Kindergartners getting shot up in school, and you know thoughts and prayers are supposed to fix it all. No. Right? Yes. What? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like not to mention the fact that we like. Yes. I'm like. 
We love. <laughs> we love it here. <laughs> We're purging now. It started. <laughs> it's done. It's begun. It's begun. No, seriously, it's uh, it is concerning. It is concerning the aligning of religion with nationalistic mm-hmm. agendas, and I never know how seriously to take that. But I feel as though, like, especially. God, I don't even know if I want to put a time period on this, but maybe just like, I feel like we're regressing. Yeah. I feel like instead of moving forward, we're being oh, we're taking giant leaps back. Like mm-hmm. I've been reading the new Jim Crow, and that has been like, like statistically eye-opening in so many ways like as far as like numbers concerned with the war on drugs because that basically is what feeds our prison systems Mm -hmm. and just basically the carte blanche that's been given to our police systems like basically completely and totally gutting the fourth amendment and I just really like I don't know a lot about that in any direction and so seeing how it gets built, and I'm like, but we're supposed to be, I mean, the land of the free and the home of the brave for who, 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 like, who does this, it, it all comes down to who does it benefit? Religion, government, all of it. Who does it benefit? Who does so it I, benefit? I want to do a call back to Waco now. Because oh, please. it's yes. really interesting that you mentioned the Fourth Amendment because at the very kind of it's like three episodes, right? On Netflix, this Netflix series. Yeah. Um, that fire that just consumed the Waco, the Mount Carmel compound. Yeah. Um, one of the FBI agents, I think, was talking about how he was walking through it. And there was, the, I mean, the way he described it reminded me of 9-11. He just said, like, all the papers that were burning and flying around, right? Wow. But one thing they found, and it was, like, singed around the edges, but it survived intact in the middle, was the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> which like, and which was you know their whole thing was what why are you uh-huh coming here and waking actually us, well and that was that one was like i feel like waco is like kind of a not really gray area it wasn't like the atf was like way overstepping well a lot of it. and for anyone who doesn't know the fourth Amem- amendment prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures, and seizures. Right? Mm-hmm. wow Ah, go, go, uh, fundamentals of law, or whatever. Like, <laughs> so, sorry. Oh, Professor Olshner. I miss her more than anything. Uh, sorry. I love her. I love so her. Don't right. even, don't even get me right? started. So good. Healthy. Ooh. Sorry. No, we love it. Ooh. <laughs> get a girl. I'm so classy. Um, okay. I, I want to be a druid. I'm gonna be a druid priestess. Not gonna lie. Oh, I have a book. Well, I have a little a book yeah, I priestess. picked up about druidry, but not. <laughs> I was because... like, do you have a book that's how to be a druid priestess? Like, here, let me so get. I'm specific. gonna get it. Here, yeah, go get that's it. I so want to see it. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course, one of us does. Of course, like, right? I, the bigger you. Not... Keep with your little pigtails. I was gonna say, love the pigtails. 
Thanks. I took a yeah. bath today. I didn't wash my hair, so I just. You look super cute. It's cute. I need to do something um, hair too. I I got this actually because I think Druidry is going to play a small part in the book I'm writing. Ooh. So it's mm. called the Druid Path, a modern tradition of nature spirituality. Huh. I love that. I feel like I've been thinking about writing a book my whole life. Me too. And I'm. Should we all write? Guys, should we write? We books? should. We could do like that writer's yeah. retreat that she was in. Ooh. That she was Let's on. Do yeah, that. I love that. Um, I would definitely do that. I do want to start. We'll start doing writing I, prompts and stuff. Guys. I want that to be a part of what we do. Yeah. Like, I feel as though, yeah, Yeah. I feel like, like, eventually building into a media company that we can use for our own publications has, I mean, not that it wouldn't be cool if, like, big publishing companies would pick us up eventually, but I think being able to provide space and encouragement and resources to be able to write and have that shared i just oh gosh microphone got all turned um i just feel like there's i know it's all me it's all me we're gonna go solo right now taking this tracy's time right (laughs) tracy's ambition is to make a space for people whose voices are not frequently heard or don't feel like they have a space to create their visions in a way Mm -hmm. like i want that that's what i want Mm -hmm. like i've been thinking about writing a book since i was like eight you know like what that book wanted to do exactly Mm -hmm. is right read write have amazing conversations that's all i've ever wanted yeah and i feel like i get to live that life right now and i really want to like keep going with it so it becomes a thing that like creates an income for the people that are part of this so they can just do this. Yeah. We can just do this. Yeah. Like there is so much intelligence and passion in our group of people that I just want to like give it a space to grow. That's yes. what I want to do. Yes. I love, yeah. that. I love it. Yeah. I love you that. ladies are a huge part of that though. I feel like that's always what I feel around. I'm always like my most creative over here. I'm so I, glad. Well, I, I, love no, I, always, the most. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I love no. that. Of course. You do, you I do feel like you've lost like, a very safe environment. <laughs> yeah, like a safe <laughs> place to land and uh, your like, attitude and happy outlook on life. And Thanks. Or, you know, maybe not outlook on life. But, but you're able to see the best, I think. <laughs> but yeah, no, just I try. Yeah. Or at least in us. I mean, yeah. Like, well, us. you are also like amazing. I feel so special to get you to love us part. I have good taste. You're right. You're right, actually. I like that. You do have good I taste. I have exceptional taste. That's how I feel sometimes where I'm like, my friend group, my friend group is amazing. I feel like it like shelters me in some ways from like an echo chamber. Yeah, like from the realities of the world we actually live in. And sometimes I feel like it could be so easy to just sink into that. You know, like Mm -hmm. our family's comfortable. Like this is the first time I can think of maybe since I was a kid that I've felt financially secure and taken care of. And we could just we could just sit back on this. You know, we Mm -hmm. could we could just be done. And disconnect and be like, oh, that's too bad, the things that are happening around us. And I'm just not down for that. 
and like finding ways to like do something has yeah. been like I mean that's partially why I got my degree in history I needed to know yeah I was like how do we get to this point how did these things unfold yeah who are the players who are the voices that are missing how can we make our lessons learned and mm-hmm. not repeat them because we are we're a hundred years now since World War One. We are approaching a hundred years since the end of World War Two. So, like the two big battles, like the things that everyone's like never again about, and why we've never had a quote unquote real war again. Like that's not going to last. Yeah, we're sure going to like forget. It. Like the lessons of how bad that shit is is like. I mean. Yeah. I feel as though my kids, they get history all the time. Like, they know how I feel about it. Aiden has been taken to museums and talked to about things like this since he was a little kid. And I love that, like, for him, history and politics are hugely important. They're things that he's really interested in. But I just feel like if you don't know, if we don't have an accurate story to tell and share, like, people that are fighting for actual history to be taught Mm -hmm. that is crucial yeah that is crucial we cannot continue to live on the myth of what the united states is we just Mm -hmm. we can't do that it is hurting way too many people like mike has a documentary on the black panthers on plex and i watched it it was so good it was so good i learned so many things i had no idea about yeah there was like this one statement, it's so simple. I feel like I've heard it from like friends and whatnot, but there was just something about that day that listening to it just hit me where she was like, I cannot survive in a system that was never built for me. We have right. to break it all down. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, we've said that. We've mm-hmm. said that. But over and over again. Over and over again. But there is something about it that just has maybe it's all of the things that we've been reading, maybe it's all of the conversations yeah. that we've been having where I'm like, you are so right. You mm-hmm. are so right. Like, how can we possibly? And we're not. Like, that's just it. We're not surviving. We are barely on life support as a country right now. Right. We are not thriving the mm-hmm. way that quote unquote Americans are supposed to survive or thrive no why Why? no and it's like like we it goes back to the book that we keep talking about it all works according to design the american dream is meant to support only the few like the you know i mean the 10 guys that are at the top like it's not for it wasn't for women and it wasn't for people of color doesn't say black and brown women and it wasn't for it wasn't for any like it was for white men yeah I mean, think about how easily that is still the case. It's still the case. Our country is over 200 years old. Has the demographic of the people in power changed all that much? No. No. I mean, it's still just like this little teeny tiny sprinkling. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's that one, one of the chapters in Mediocre breaks down like representation among legislators and governors and mayors and whatnot. And like the, the numbers for like women or any people of cover, it's still so small. It's still so small. So we yeah. do not have anything approaching a representative government.
government of well, and the then the government, the legislators spend half their time campaigning. I mean, they're not right? even actually working and like really. nitpicking the other the other yes. side and trying to and demoralize them to and the like really horrible dialogue. We're that... doing another investigation on the other side. I'm like, I really, you know what? At this point, just chop it all off. Say that's behind us. We have so much shit to take care of. Yes. There's yeah. so much that has to be done. And while yep. all that stuff's happening, we are having things like that are crucially important. We're like ripping ripped away, away from people's us. Lives, trans people's rights. Like, right? Infra- and infrastructure crumbling. I mean, and we just, we yeah, just don't want right, drag queens. Like, well, we just it, don't want drag queens in the library. Right. <laughs> but that's what we really, that's it's the same thing as church. It's like the same thing where you're like, you're worried about the wrong shit, bro. Like yeah. God is worried about the wrong shit. What the hell's wrong with you? Like there's people yeah. dying. Yeah. You're talking about my skirt length. You're worried about. You're worried about me Flirting. going. I'm like, I'm fucking this dude, and that's what you're really yeah. mad about. That's what you're mad about. You're really worried about these two gay guys, but there's people dying. Yeah. There's yeah. some real fucking creeps <clears throat> working in your church, and you're mad about. Okay, okay, your priorities are fucking, I don't care what you want to do. You don't, that's not a very good God to me. I don't care. Like, it's not, it doesn't work for me. Like, it's not working. Yeah, it's not working. And I think it's the same thing with, like, yeah, it's the same thing with, like, government, where it's, like, it's just, it's not working. We gotta. It can't be sustainable. Yeah. I think that's the thing. We're worried about all the wrong things. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine, like, the drag queens are really the, like, that is just, like, truly all these bills are just, like, coming down. It's another. It's another big time. Ooh, that almost fell. I know. And just like I don't know, I just feel like truly abortion rights. I'm like after like that, it was just like that has been gut wrenching to like watch happen. (laughs) Roe v. Wade. Like so, I just I just picked up. Um, it's the new handbook for a post Roe America. The Complete Guide to Abortion, Legality, Access, and Practical Support. It's by Robin Marty. Um, and actually, this came out before Roe was overturned. Um, but she writes it with the sure knowledge that it's on its way. Yep. And it has been on its way since it was first made a ruling in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but the woman who does the the introduction is Amanda Palmer. Um, and I don't know her and I haven't looked her up yet. And I'm sure at some point that I will, I just kind of got pulled into what she was talking about. And like, she shares her abortion stories in this introduction and is like, if we have these stories to tell, we need to tell them. And I know I've been like kind of digging into this because for me, it is really personal. I have had an abortion. I did go to a women's health clinic and had it confirmed and was chased from the building to my car by some dude holding a tiny plastic fetus and telling me that I was murdering my baby. And like, I mean, seriously, the dude stood by my car while I backed out of the parking lot. Like he did not leave me. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That is terrifying. Well, and the idea of like, what were you going to do? What were you going to do? Change my mind, right? I remember that used to be like at that at that point in church where I was like, "What are we?" Which I mean, our church never did that, but it was like, 
what is your guys's goal? Where are you? Who, what church are you going to? Like, what is your goal? I mean, there? I try, I try to be understanding to the extent that they feel that this is murder. Okay, that is your belief. This is my body, my life. Mm-hmm. I should be able to make this choice. And I had, and I'm just really thankful that like, I was very resolute about it. I knew exactly what I was going to do. Even before I took the pregnancy test, I got the money for it. I was able to make an appointment. Like, thankfully this is like 16 years ago. So like, so we had rights. We still, I still was able to go. Like there were protesters and things, but it wasn't like, it wasn't anything as bad as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And I'd already broken up with the guy that I was with. He was just there. Cause he was like the only person that I had really talked to about it. I never told my family. Um, but I remember when I, when I went and I went through the procedure and I came out and there was another woman who I had been talking to in the waiting room and she was like, we have four kids. We cannot have five. We just can't, we can't have five. And like, we sat and held hands. I don't remember her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But in that, like that moment, and this is, Ooh, I told myself I wasn't going to cry. Because I have no regrets. None. Not a single one. Never. Every once in a while, I think I would have a second teenager right now if that would have happened. And I would be broke. I would not have the life I have now. My mom died two months after that happened. If I would have been pregnant and had a baby after my mom died, I could barely hold it together for me. I could barely hold it together for Aiden. Like, if I would have been pregnant on top of it, I was in school. I was working full time. My mom was my childcare provider, my after school care. Like, she was everything. And my whole life fell apart when she died, like it was, it was hard. But if I would have been pregnant and with a guy who like, I really just kind of detested by the time we broke up, like he was one of those guys that like flattered me to pieces. And I was so insecure and so young that I was like, (laughs) you're the best. Well, and I think there's always totally outgrew that. No, but I think there is always like, Cause I think I do this thing where I'm always like, Oh, I owe this person my whole life now. Cause they showed this new part of me, but it's like, yeah. it is so beautiful when someone can like that yeah. moment that you have with someone. And then it's like, and then I hated him after and that. Then it but it was like, nice you know that what? you were, had that moment where you helped me in that moment. And I felt better with you. Yeah. And yes, it would have been a nightmare to be attached to that kind of would person. Would have been a nightmare. I mean, I wouldn't be married. I, I, I mean, I don't know how I would have felt having two children from two different people and then dating on top of it. Like the stigma of it, like the guilt that's associated with it is still something that like, like I don't feel that anymore. But at the time I was like, what will people think of me? 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, how women, how many women face that? Yeah. Like that's, that's not on them. Like, and the way that we treat contraception, like the way that we talk about sex, like it's, it should be secret. It should be saved, sacred, blah, blah, blah. No, it's sex guys. Or you're like <laughs> yeah. dirty. You're like, how they're fucking, yeah. you're like. Right. What is, oh, okay. You horny bitch. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm okay with that now. Yeah. You know, like we should not have these attitudes towards sex, like countries that have healthy attitudes towards sex that talk about contraception, that make it available, that make abortion part of healthcare. They have not only lower, um, rates of abortion, they have lower crime rates a lot of times too. Like people are able to control when they have children, giving them the opportunity to be able to take care of their families in a healthy way. Like you take that away from people when you're like, yep, you're a teenager and now you have to have a baby because yeah. we didn't teach you how to like be responsible. And I mean, come on, how often have we been in that situation where we're like, oh no, we'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Like, or not to mention how many people. Out. It'll be fine. How many people are in crazy, weird families who you know what I mean? What do we? What was the statistic in France? One in uh, four. Was yes. it one in four? I mean, I don't like we said we didn't. One in ten. That, one in ten. That's what it was. It was not one in four. But it was one children, in three. The one that the yes, it was that one in said, four yes. women for abuse, right? Was yes, domestic yeah. violence or something. They would die by a partner. It's one in four, I believe, for women of. I think it's one in four for sexual assault, one in three That's for domestic abuse. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't remember that one from Mona Chalet, but I believe I, I think, think that's about right. that so often. Like I count my friends. Yeah, and I'm like, which one of you? Which one? Yeah. Or then I, but like one in ten even for children or for incest with your. <clears throat> that's at home. What do you do? Right. How do you get away from that? And then to not even have the option. Of, of abortion, of right? Like any- to control that. I'm so I had an idea for an, another book I want to write. Ooh, called I want to call it One Nation Under Trauma, and look at like all <gasps> the different traumas <gasps> that we collectively are or Lisa. have experienced. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, love that. Cut that part. Cut that part. Cut that part. Don't let anybody steal the story. We'll beep it out. Nobody's writing it. Nobody's writing it. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, we have like a totally traumatized society, whether it's. How can we not? Yeah. And we refuse to face it. We refuse to face it. And we just want everyone to go on. Well, I'm like behaving in a in a certain way, and it's impossible because the problems aren't being addressed. Well, the yeah. idea of moving on from the trauma of slavery, right? Yes, from the trauma of literally seeing black people murdered on the streets, yep. lynching, to seeing like all of this was traumatizing for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I think they talked about it on TikTok where it's like there's a reason, like even white people are so callous to like violence, to just seeing people in violence, where it's like. That's not normal. That's not normal. It's something we've all gotten used to because because of slavery, because we never healed any of our old traumas. So they're just still sitting with us and we just keep bringing them into the next generation. And now that's why we, you know what I mean? Like, that's why we have, but that's the idea where it's like, it's crazy that we just like, 
Well, that's done, so we can all ignore it now. Okay, nobody's, everybody's fine. It was over. You know, I mean, you're not slaves anymore. Everybody's fine. But it's like, there was also no options for, like you said, just mental health, that mental health after that. What do you, how do you come back? And like, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with, like, we were just talking about my grandparents in the last episode with being the first black kids at your school and right. having to, like, yeah, adjust and having to play sports and having to yep. integrate. And those yeah. are, like... And that and those are serious traumas that people deal with the rest of their lives. It, but then even on just an individual level, I mean, everybody has trauma that they Battles. need to work through, whether or not they recognize it. And no, I agree. I don't I don't think it's talked about enough and I don't mm-hmm. think we're given the space or the tools mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And if everybody could, we could like rebuild our little inner wounded child and then like rebuild the mm-hmm. world. Wouldn't that be magical? Sure I would. there's a piece of me that believes that that is possible. I believe that that is possible, but I think it is only possible if we can confront what we've been through. Like get honest if we can about learn. It. Yeah, like I don't know, idea. guys. I, I don't know. know. Oh, Tori, my love. I'm like I feel like we're too far gone. And it's like, at this point, we're just fully whitewashing history altogether. So I, I just feel like, no like more. We, no how do we more. come back from that? You know what I mean? How do we come yes. back from people who will truly never be educated properly? Yeah. We'll never know. Can we just like in, inundate somehow, like just barrage of information? Like like those infomercials? Can we just show infomercials know. where they just have to like blink? Yeah, it's just a PSA. Everyone <laughs> pull all their money together. Yeah. So here's a here's a, I told um, I while we were taking a little break. I told idea. I told Tori I wanted to circle back to this because we had to cut oh, it yeah. from a recent episode. Um, I want to talk Ooh. about Tori's circles, circles, and I Ooh, pulled up yeah. some charts because here's my, the thing. One thing I, I have so many charts for my therapist. <laughs> let me tell you, we are. I'm a queen of I charts. I got my healing about... chart. I have my. <laughs> I love that. I was thinking about what I want to talk about today. And like, I've had a really pretty good week. Yay. And, I, and also I was I like, uh, you know, aside from watching the Waco documentary, <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to focus all the time on all the horrible shit. Yeah. And I think me personally, I, I've always been like this where I spend a disproportionate amount of time worrying about things I have zero control over yeah yeah um, yeah and, that. and so I really like I guess Friday night I stayed up kind of late and I was just thinking and I was like okay what can I control and I thought about Tori so Tori talk about your circles okay so <laughs> this is be everybody's shout out circles. to Kristen my old therapist who I ghosted <laughs> I, I keep like the list of my therapists that I've ghosted is growing you know every what? day. My therapist told me it's totally okay. I feel like, and she's, I feel like it probably happens all the time. Yeah. I probably could still call her and I know I could and she would be fine. But my anxiety won't let me do that. Maybe that's why I should call her. Yeah. But my anxiety won't let me do that. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, she used to be like, what's the worst thing that'll happen if you do it? And I'd be like, well, the world could collapse and fall and burn in pieces. <laughs> I could literally die. I could break my leg. I could, I don't, like, what do you mean? What's the worst thing? I could think of four of the worst things that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> what is the likelihood they'll happen? I How don't do know. you these? They're I all know. That's how my anxiety works. <laughs> like, somebody's like, uh, hi, I'm Tori. I'm the most anxious person you'll ever meet. 
But so um, she had kind of broken it down basically as like, you have two like, think about like your, like your, cause I would just kind of tell her all these things. I was stressed about my family and just little, just all the things in my life that were stressing me out where it would be like, my dad is this, my relationship with my dad, my sister and her kids. And we were going through some custody stuff with my sister and her kids at the time. And like, it was just a lot at the time where I felt like I was like overwhelmed with like problems that I couldn't solve and I didn't know how to solve. And kind of she, the way she explained it was like, you have like, she's like, you could just literally draw it in your little notebook, like a little diagram. There's like a bigger circle and then there's a little circle and your little circle is all the stuff you're responsible for. And that can be your relationship with your dad. That can be, or your, your half of the relationship with your dad, all setting your boundaries. It's, yeah. it's how you, what else does she say? There were like a lot of just kind of really basic things where it's like your relationship with your sister and your nephews and all the little things, like the things that I'm in responsible for. It's my things that I can control. Yeah. And then outside of that is my big circle of cares. It's all the stuff I care about. It's just everything. It's my sister. It's my nephews. It's the custody battle. I had nothing to do with me, but I, I cared about it. I cared about what was going on. I was obviously invested, but it's like, I can't, that can't be my responsibilities. And I need to be able to accept the mm -hmm. fact that some things are just not mine, not mine to carry, not my burden. Some things are too big for me and I don't have to carry all of it. And I, I think at that point I had kind of had to set boundaries with my family then just saying like, please don't bring everything to me if yeah. I can't solve everything. Like I, and I, I hated it and I hate it still because I think they don't tell me everything. And I think a lot of times they kind of, they kind of more like, well, we don't know what you can handle. And it's like, okay, I can handle the whole world. I can handle the whole world and I've done it my whole life. I would rather mm -hmm. not have to carry the whole world. I've carried all your weights, all our lives. Tell me if there's something going on. Yeah. But please don't act like I'm so weak because I I get stressed about these things. Like, mm -hmm. this is, I care about all of you. Like, I see, I think give me anxiety if things that are not going well in your life. Like, it'll give me anxiety for a little bit and then I'll move on. I'm better at, like, I can handle things more. I'm more equipped. And that's kind of my own little purge of my family. But I think that was, like, a really good way. And I think it was very – it was good for me to even just say that at first where it's, like, they brought nothing to me. Did I feel like they didn't talk to me for weeks? Yeah. yeah. But it was, like – okay, at least I'm not stressed with everyone. Like I, now I'm, now I'm left with what I'm responsible for, which is like not a lot. You know what I mean? At mm -hmm. that point, it's like, I'm responsible for my cat. I'm responsible for, you know what I mean? My friends, I'm responsible for my work. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it simplified everything very, very well for me where it was just, I needed to clear everything from my head. I think that was 2020. So it's kind of like COVID time. And I was yeah. just, having a full mental breakdown anyway, because I had just went through a breakup and I was nuts anyway. And so I want to share some of, so I pulled up, I got on Pinterest and um, I searched because, you know, I'm sure because I have OCD and it's all about control. <laughs> I searched like what I can control chart instead of like my responsibilities. But I just, uh, I, I pulled up I like two that. and I just want to share like, so the circles of what I can control. And then on the outside, what I can't control. And I just want to share some of the things they suggest because I, I, like this. I think they're good. So yeah, like, this is cool. Um, my self-worth, my mindset, my attitude, um, how I speak to myself, asking for help, my choices, my habits, my behavior, uh, my boundaries, personal boundaries, being kind, respecting myself. Um, who I follow or unfollow, my how I respond to others. These are things in my control. 
Um, yeah. You know, my opinions, my words, what I do, what I eat. But I think that, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in, but like, I think it's so big because it's like that idea of like, go ahead, keep going. Just finish the list. Sorry. I don't, I'm just. So, the, so those are, so those are things that are in my control. Out of my control would be things like traffic. Like there's no <laughs> Um, and I think like what other people think, what, uh, how other people respond to me. And I think I kind of managed to get over that a while ago. Thank goodness for the most part. Um, yeah. can't control aging, can't control time, can't control other people's feelings or other people's times or mm. other people's actions. Yeah. Um, what else? I love yeah. how much of this stuff, like, in the, what you can control all starts with my. Yes, it's all very graspable. Also, I feel like it's very, well, like, and I think the, for me, the bigger one, sorry, you can go ahead. If you're well, ready. I just, so I, I, you I'm know, I get so, I, I get so depressed when I get, and, and, you know, really, when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, it was like, I don't want to just get on here and just be angry about all the things that I hate in the world right, right. now. Because it really, for me, like I really had to put up a boundary with that at yep. a certain point in my life and step back because yeah. it consumes, it consumes me. Mm -hmm, and yeah. so it, it consumes me in a way that then I'm neglecting all those things I do have control over Yeah, like, to, to their exclusion almost. So um, so I was just like thinking what, what, what things can I control and do to put good into my life? And it's like, you know, simple as like, I need to be eating more fruits and vegetables. Like I yeah. need to be prioritizing movement because it makes my body feel good. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I can be really upset about, asteroids and nuclear war and all this stuff but like I can't control that yeah mm -hmm. I think I always like to put in my little like that because I think that's like so much more of and I don't think I ever thought of my little like those circles like that necessarily like what I can control and what I can't which is like that same my care is my responsibilities but it's like what I've kind of been trying to grasp lately is like that idea of like I cannot control my emotions that's okay it's okay. I'm going to have emotions. They're going to be emotions, but it's like what I can control is how I react, respond to them. And I don't have to like, I just have to feel it. I just have to feel yeah. them. I don't have well, to react and on all of them. curious about respond. them. Yes. I need to explore them. I don't need to react to all of them. I don't need to respond to every, every emotion that comes to me. And I think that's one that I've been working on a lot this week and in the last few weeks, because that's, something I have a lot of trouble with because mm -hmm. I just like I am a very emotional being where I'm just and I'm usually just very emotion driven where it's like oh I'm pissed off I'm gonna go do something fucking stupid today and it's like same to whose detriment yeah. my own only like I I would tell you like half the tattoos I get are just because I'm like I'm in a bad mood and I need to release my stress <laughs> I want a tattoo I got my nipple pierced because I was in a bad mood and I just wanted to <laughs> release stress and I got my nipple pierced and it was nice and it's like you know how many trouble that has also gotten me in where it's like, oh, I'm pushed. I lose so much money half the time because I'm just yeah. like doing impulsive impulsively. Things. And it's like half the time it's like, I think it's funny because I was telling somebody once where it's like the way my brain works, where it's like, I'll come home. And it's like that idea of like, I want, I'm expecting this food to be there. And if the food's not there, I won't eat anything. 
Because who am I mad at? Everyone. Because they didn't give me the food that I wanted. <laughs> who's, who's suffering? It's always me at the end of the day. It's never them because they already ate the food. And so I should just find something else that I would like because they don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And it would definitely just serve me better to just not go to bed hungry. Just eat something. Yeah. But rather than do that, I would just be pissed and just sit in my room. And it's like, okay, girl, you're controlling it. But like, <laughs> uh, to, what, to what degree? To what end? You know what I mean? And I think that's where I'm at where it's like, being able to admit that like I'm feeling really frustrated about this that's all right I can admit that that sucks and I can just get something else that I like that's stupid like you're being and I've been a lot I've I think I've been a lot better at that and that's kind of but I think that's in that same circle thing where I, I don't think I ever really put that in my circles but that's like exactly what that is where it's like I can only control how I react to things I don't yeah. I don't have to control mm-hmm. everything else around it yeah right or the behavior that precipitated it from somebody yeah. else. I mean, we just don't. We can't. I also got this book <coughs> I wanted to tell you, ladies. I meant to bring it with me. And it's like um, 100 ways to like change the world or help like make the community a better place. Oh, but I think we can kind of work through it. It's exciting. It has like a different one every I day that. that you can do. Or like or you can read nice. one. It's like 100 different little lessons or whatever. And it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. It was from. I was trying to read who it was like by or whatever. And the guy's like some eco company founder i was just like okay whatever you're still like ceo <laughs> a little like that it is really exciting and i i want to kind of read through it a little bit and then i'll it was like four bucks half price books too so that's fun well. nice. but yeah I think that'll be fun and i do think it's nice to have like little ideas and just little things to do where it's like that feature i can't do a lot way. but i can do this little thing i can yeah. be nice to this one person i can do yeah. this one little nice thing i can do and i mean those little nice things they go a really long way yeah like i can still think of like kind things that have been said to me oh yeah or even just really direct things that have been said to me that have like pushed me in ways that like i mean speaking of like kind gestures so our friend that's staying with us for the weekend um, helped me out financially when my mom died and paid half of Aiden's after school care so that I could continue to work and continue to work on my degree at the same time. Like I told him when he was here, I was like, I finished, I finally finished my degree. And like, he was like, oh, that's great. And I, and Andrew, like my my Andrew was like, said something about like how this friend of mine had paid like a a really big part of like me continuing to push for my my education and he couldn't even remember that he had done it (laughs) well that's what i mean that's that's the thing it's like you might think that like something that you did was so tiny isn't that just the sweetest but it took me 15 years to get my degree and when i came back he was like he was in my mind like I had a goal, yeah, and he helped me at a point where it's like, like he wouldn't even like he was just doing it because he likes like you're he loves you, right? Like, you know what I mean, loves you. You're and just platonic, a yes, like a friend. Like you're just it was a friend. A platonic. I think about like yes, building friendship that yeah. just meant so much to me. Well, and I think and about still does. all those little I'm moments totally here. where you're like, oh my gosh, you just like like I think I don't know one one day this summer, one of my friends had changed my tire, and I remember that was like. I was like two of the guys from our little friend group that we just met. I remember they just, they literally just were like, it was the middle, like, are we leaving the deck? 
I had hit a curb and got a flat tire. They put the spare on and my got it out of my messy trunk, did it in the dark. But it was just like the most like, I'm so like, thank you so much. Like I can get, do you guys want to drink? Like you mean like how much, like do you guys want to buy you anything? And it's like, no, Tori, like we would just, we're just like, we're just helping you out. And it's just that moments where you're like, you get help. That little bit it. of light where you're just like, oh. I wanted to read this poem I saw on TikTok Please. not too long ago. Um, I had reposted it a while ago, but it, I think this was like, encapsulates kind of this like idea of friendship perfectly. And Aww. it's, it says women, but I think it, it could apply to male friendship as well. And just Absolutely. like friendship in general, but it said, and obviously this is gave it catered towards women but it said you see it has always been women who have held my hair and fixed it fixed it into a braid so that even in my lowest moments could feel beautiful in some way they danced with me down broken roads and made me who I am so when I say I am just like other girls I am proud I am mosaic of the women who have Mm -hmm. lent me some some of their light light I would not have found my way without and I just think that was like it's nice Dallas Taylor I belong deeply to myself sorry I don't know that's what it's from I, love I always that. just thought I think that was kind of exactly it where it's like you don't even know the little bit of light that you give people around you where you're like I was drowning and you right? did that little thing and I was like that's all I needed and is I it and it pushed me it pushed me exactly where I needed to go I mean, look what happened with my schooling I'm like look at you now and I'm like <laughs> That's where we met you. Like I, I imagine. What if I hadn't? What if we hadn't met? Like school was so good for me. Like I just, I really wish that everybody had had like an opportunity to have like well, a schooling experience. I can't like even imagine had. if you hadn't taken a break. Like, right. If you hadn't taken a break for all that time, like, I needed it, man. I wouldn't have seen you, and I would have never met you. I know we would have missed each other. We would have just would have so we would have just missed each other. Like, and how sad would that have been? Our French group would have not. The not world been needs the same. that group. That's like, I love the fact that like, like I was talking about like the differences between this podcast and Road to Tarvalin because like Road to Tarvalin is like, wheel of time, man. That's what we talk. And I love it. Like I have a really, yeah, yeah, like I have a great relationship with Amber. Like we talk about things together all the time, but when it's podcast time, it's podcast time. It's wheel of time. And that's, that's it. Yeah. And with us, like, I feel as though we take a bit more time to get to know each other as well, like doing this. And I, that's what I've been wanting. Like I love the women in my friend group and not that I don't love the men in my friend group too. I love when they get to come together and their friendships start building and they're not just like, you know, the husbands hanging out while the wives all hang out together, you know, (laughs) like they're actually friends. And I love, love, love that. Like I feel like that's a really unique thing about, the friend group that we belong to is like everyone can get along with each other for the most part like there are very few Mm -hmm. like I don't know I just think it's really really nice um I feel like I was going somewhere with that and I forgot what it was friends are great well I was gonna say I think (laughs) I did say in that beginning all that stuff about religion and stuff but I think what I mean by a collective consciousness and stuff I think we're all energies that pass and come back together and I think I think there's like certain energy like souls that you meet that you're like oh I know we've seen each other before and we Aww. just are gonna keep meeting each other again and like I love that I remember my mom had said that to me and I remember me and my sister both we were, we were at dinner and I was like I love that idea of all of, of just us three too just like we pass each other in this life we'll pass each other in the next one and maybe yeah. someone will be different and maybe you'll be 
the mom and I'll be the daughter. And I'll be, <laughs> it just, but like, we'll all be there again and we'll all I find love, each love, other love again. That. And I love yeah. that. Tori, you are such a tender soul. Oh, I'm like such a little sappy girl. I love, I cry all the time with you. It's okay. I'm like, my emotions leak out of my eyes. They're just too much for my body to hold. I know. I'm like, I've never, never, I've always been a big cry and I've never felt bad about it. I'm glad because I feel bad about it all the time. I feel bad about it all the time also, but it's like, as I've gotten older, I think I've been more like, make me feel bad about it. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't cry. That sucks. Yeah. I, I would hate a world where I couldn't I cry. I feel much I better sad. about it than I used to. Yeah. Like, crying is a much more comfortable experience for me than it used to. Like, I want to own my emotions. Yeah. They're deep and... Not everybody gets to do that. I know. So I'm, I'm also like, I laugh really hard too. Me too, and loud. <laughs> I laugh really hard. Really no one's ever noticed. No one's ever told me how loud my laugh is. I'm like, all of that. I, I feel told it you all that. really strong. Did I tell you that Mike was like, I heard Teresa laughing through the speakers last week and I missed her? <laughs> or through my headphones. Like, you heard it through my headphones. <laughs> I remember there was a day uh, I was heading into Lush. And I wasn't working, so, like, none of them were expecting me, but I was in to, like, pick something up on, like, my day off because I, like, would use any excuse to go in. God. Yeah, like, I walked in, and as soon as I got on the floor, like, (laughs) Alyssa comes, like, bounding over. She's like, I heard your laugh before you got here. (laughs) (laughs) My mom used to say her favorite noise in the world was just me and my sister. We would play Barbies. We would be in our room just cracking up. Yeah. Just a little. And I think now when I hear, like, the boys laugh, too, I'm like, yeah that is I could never like I couldn't imagine not yeah I I decided a long time ago to stop feeling bad about having a loud laugh yeah like no I'm like I love to hear it's so happiness. wonderful I'm glad <laughs> I love that I it's love that. so it's so loud like and I feel bad because I'll laugh at really inappropriate moments oh yep Didn't and know, that never I knew like sometimes minute. also the only person like I don't know how often in like class periods where prayer, like prayer professor melanson has the driest sense of humor and i don't think a lot of the students I... got it but there were moments where he would do things and i would just crack the fuck also like up. the amount of inside only jokes person. the amount of inside jokes you can make with yourself in class like, like um or like like i was literally just like i remember once someone pointed out and then once i noticed it i couldn't stop noticing it the one class and i just thought it was so funny and then it was like that's all i could hear the whole class and i was like i'm gonna lose it like, that's literally me or like during a funeral i'm just like right. Okay. Okay, Someone's, really someone's like, they died this really gruesome death, and I lose it. I'm like, oh god, stop! That's not funny. It's just I, uncomfortable. Wait, this I, is how it comes out. I will I'm always sorry. go back to my cousin, my cousin Charisma, when her grandpa died. It was like a really, they were too. It was a really emotional thing for all of them. They were all really close to their grandfather. Yeah, and he, I remember her little brother. It was like the sweetest day. We all like me and Kendall, my old roommate, went together, and like my mom was there because she's friends with obviously my mm-hmm. mom too. But we were all there. But me and Kendall, they got a picture of us, and it's us, me and Kendall, all Crisma, all hugging up in the front. It's just really cute. It was just a really sweet moment where we all like got kind of a moment to like really cry. And she doesn't really Crisma's yeah. not a crier, so we get to kind of like have a moment with her. But it was the funniest thing <laughs> during the during like the little like when people get to go up and talk, and her little brother yeah. goes up. <laughs> it goes. We're gonna miss you, Servando, which is the grandpa's first name. But he just said first name, but he's like five, and it was just a little tiny, just a little first name. We were like, 
Oh. And we were just like, he was like crying. Oh. We were just cracking up, and it was like, this should not be this funny. This should not be so this funny, funny, but it is. It's so funny because I'm crying. See your your heightened emotion thing. Literally, we have an astronaut here, guys. Ooh, I think I, it's I, time to wrap actually, it up. I was just gonna say, hey, we're an hour come to tell us to cut it off. The, the astronaut is here <laughs> to tell us. <laughs> Hey, you know what's bad when NASA has to shut you down. <laughs> I just came back. That is hey, You that look so fun. cool. That is like such that. a cool outfit. I have a NASA hat. Yeah, you'll ha- you can ask him lots of questions when he gets back. I'm going to go. I need to go to the bathroom. Go for it. I love you. You what? Uh, I asked for go for pizza, but I I didn't mean like a whole thing of Coke. You drank a whole thing of Coke. No, I have a Coke. Oh, you have one? Yeah, it's in that tank. Oh. Hi. <laughs> I, I, no one drank it, okay? No one drank it. Is he <laughs> wearing a space suit, too? Because that would be awesome. He is. Andrew? Yeah. Andrew? Oh, no. <laughs> that would be amazing. I was like, yeah. I'm going to let him know we want him to have a matching suit. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Anyway, I am so glad we got to this. I feel really good. How do you ladies feel? I feel good. Good. I'm glad. I think it's a good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a really like, I think it's really important that we do this. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I feel like it gives a really great introduction to other people for other conversations too. And like, we have stories, you know, no one ever brings a life experience that you have to a conversation like this like every person is unique their background is important and i just feel like i feel like i spent a lot of time bragging about you guys last night oh like i'm like my amazing how much time i'm like you ran out of things like the whole (laughs) like the whole evening (laughs) i was just like i get to work with the most amazing people for my podcast projects and i'm just so 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 lucky like the education, the passion, the commitment, like everyone is like, let's start a podcast. It's so easy. It is not easy. Podcasting is not easy. It really isn't. Like if you have an audience size of 200 people, you are in the top 10% of podcasts. Like there are so many out there, but like actually getting them listened to, like that's, that's tricky. And I mean, that's something that I know we're working on and we're growing and I'm really excited about it. Did we get a message from Mary? Mary. Oh, we're missing her today too. We miss you too, Mary. We love you. Oh, join us next week. Mary. Yeah. She's the most darling girl. I mean, seriously, like I feel as though my life has been filled with a lot of really amazing women who came into my life at just the right time. And I never really thought of myself as like the kind of person who like had an agenda attached to my gender. And I feel like that has changed considerably in the last like 10 years of my life where I'm just like, I want and need to like have this heard. Like I understand the importance of lifting up all the voices but i also feel as though if we can get like 50 (laughs) percent like lifted up from a place where they are hardly ever heard from that's a good start like 
I think I think it still allows us to cast a pretty wide net and like just tackle everything. And I'm really excited. I want to write. I want to publish. I want to do it with you, ladies. I want to run a multi-million dollar media company, right? Move over. I think Oprah. we can do that. I mean, yeah. Or come Move hang over. with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, like I just I just feel like it's. These are the kinds of things that we need to be building. Oh, kind of off topic, because we can just like say thank you everyone for joining us, and then I'll tell you like my little.